The following audio is from The Springs Church. More information about The Springs Church is available at thesprings.cc. The word of the Lord today comes from Luke, chapter 1, beginning in verse 38. At that time, Mary got ready and hurried to a town in the hill country of Judea where she entered Zachariah's house and greeted Elizabeth. But when Elizabeth heard Mary's greeting, the baby leapt in her womb. And Elizabeth was filled with the Holy Spirit. In a loud voice, she exclaimed, Blessed are you among women, and blessed is the child you will bear. But why am I so favored that the mother of my Lord should come to me? As soon as the sound of your greeting reached my ears, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. Blessed is she who has believed that the Lord will fulfill her promise to her. Let's pray. Father, as always, we are thankful for your word to us. And today we pray for ears to hear, hearts to follow, bodies to obey. Give us faith, Lord. And God, I pray for the gift of preaching. In the name of Jesus Christ, amen. Mary, she had to tell somebody. I mean, she'd just gotten word that she's pregnant. And in such a surprising way. So she must have been in a fog of both confusion and elation all at the same time. You see, there was something about an angel. And she heard something about being chosen. And then there was the Holy Spirit that came upon her. And God's power. And then she'd be given a son. And this son would become a king. Blah, blah, blah. Oh, my goodness. Mary had to tell somebody. So she gets ready and she takes off to see her cousin. Hurrying down the road with excitement, so much excitement, she probably started running just a little bit until she thought, oh wait, I'm pregnant, I can't run, right? So she begins like this walk jog, you know the walk jog. That thing you do when you're crossing a street and a car pulls up and you want to act like you're in a hurry, so you kind of do one of these, like the walk jog. When you snow really, it's not really any faster. But I imagine for Mary, it's more than just a walk jog. I imagine as she goes to Elizabeth's house, she's holding herself back. She's prancing down the road, holding herself back from just a full-blown sprint. Mary had to tell somebody. Have you ever had something happen to you in your life where you just had to go and tell somebody? Maybe it was a promotion. Maybe you've been waiting for that promotion and you finally get it and the first person you go right to your your favorites on your list because you've got to call your spouse or your best friend. Maybe you get that job. Maybe you land that deal that's going to take care of all those financial worries you've had. And you just got to tell somebody. 
Maybe you get good news about a friend or a family member who has a good diagnosis. And you got to pick up the phone and you got to call somebody. Or maybe when you were younger, maybe when you were younger, you got the word that you got accepted that college that you always wanted to go to. Or you made that team that you really wanted to make. Or maybe that guy you've been wanting to ask you out finally asked you out, so you've got to call your best friend. Kim and I had one of these experiences when we were early in our marriage. We were living in Portland, Oregon, and she had just graduated from college, and so she was looking for a job, and she applied to be a flight attendant for Horizon Airlines. So she goes to the, the interview, and she calls me, and she says, you're not going to believe this. There are 400 people at this interview today for this airline. And I made the first cut. They cut it down to 200, and I made the cut. Can you believe that? I was like, babe, that's great. Congratulations. So another few hours go by, and I get another phone call. You can't, you're not going to believe this. They made another cut. I made the second cut. They cut it down to 100. I made it to the 100. Can you believe that? I was like, that's fantastic. This is great. She calls a few hours later in the day. She's like, you are not going to believe this. They have cut it down to 25, and I have made the cut. This is great. This is awesome. Like, I'm thinking, man, she's going to get this job. Then she calls back. She says, I think I've got, I think I've got a job. I go, what do you mean? It's like, you know how I told you there were 25? She's like, yeah. There's only four of us left. Out of 400, there's only four left. And I'm thinking, you go, girl. That's my wife. She says, we have to go in for one last, but I think they're going to offer us all the job. So she calls back. She's like, you are not going to believe what just happened to me. I said, what? You didn't get the job? She's like, no. So the first person goes in. The last interview, they come out. They're shaking their head. I didn't get the job. The second person goes in out of the four, comes out. It's like, what happened? I didn't get the job. The third person goes in, comes out. Kim's like, so did you get it? They're like, no, I didn't get it. Kim walks into the room, and they say, congratulations. You want to work for Horizon Airlines? She's like, Ben, out of 400 people, I am the only one that made it. And I think I did a little jig. <laughs> because not only did I think my wife was awesome, it was like winning American Idol or The Voice. Out of 400 people, she's the only one that they chose. Not only did I think my wife was awesome, I'm thinking, this is like a private jet for me. I can travel all over the country whenever I want, and my wife is the flight attendant for me. This is great. Mary had to tell somebody. 
So she gets herself ready, and she takes off in the countryside out of Galilee, and she arrives at her cousin Elizabeth's house. And she busts in the door, and she says, Hey, Liz! And before she could say anything else, her cousin Elizabeth turns to her and says this, Of all the women... And I imagine Mary, her eyes get big and she does this a little bit. And she probably thinks, I probably shouldn't have busted in and startled my pregnant cousin. Elizabeth says, of all the women, you are blessed. And so is your child that you will bear. And Mary's face goes from shocked to perplexed. Liz, wait a minute. How did you know that? I came all this way from Galilee, almost in a full sprint, to tell you about what just happened to me, about all these things that have just happened to me. And you, how did you know that? And Elizabeth says, when you walked in and I heard your voice, the baby in my womb leapt for joy. And not only that, when you busted through the door, the only thing I can explain is that it felt like the Holy Spirit had just come upon me. And I had to say something to you. I was inspired to say something to you. And now look, I'm standing in front of the mother of my Lord. How lucky am I? Elizabeth had to say something. And for Mary, it happened all over again. The first time it was with an angel that came to her to give her news and word from the Lord. And the second time, it wasn't quite an angel, but it probably sounded like one in the voice of Elizabeth who said, Blessed are you of all women. Here's a word from the Holy Spirit. Blessed are you of all women, and blessed is your child. But this time... It wasn't that Mary had to go and tell somebody. The time for just going to tell somebody was gone. It had passed. Now it had moved from just telling somebody to have you ever had this moment when you've experienced something that was so exciting and, made, and was just so out of this world fantastic that you just didn't have to tell somebody that you burst into song? She was beyond telling somebody. She couldn't help herself. Now she had to sing. And Mary sang these words. My soul glorifies the Lord. And my spirit rejoices in my God and Savior. For he has been mindful of me. 
my humble state, the humble state of his servant. From now on, all generations will call me blessed, for the mighty one has done great things for me. Holy is his name. He extends mercy to those who fear him. From generation to generation, he has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. He has helped his servant Israel, remembering to be merciful to Abraham and to his descendants forever, just as he promised our ancestors. Mary had to tell somebody. And Elizabeth, she had to say something. And today, Mary still has to tell somebody. Today, Elizabeth still has to say something. Because today, Mary and Elizabeth are both bursting through our doors. Filled with God's Holy Spirit. And here's what they want to say to you and I. Here's what they want to tell you. God is working in your life through Jesus Christ to make the world right. Mary still has to tell somebody. And Elizabeth still has to say something. And they are eager to bust through your doors and say this to you. God is working in your life through Jesus Christ to make the world right. Mary says, my soul magnifies the Lord. My spirit rejoices in God my Savior, for he has been mindful of his humble servant. I imagine just like us, Mary and Elizabeth are going through the mundaneness of their lives. They're doing all the things they have to do. And it seems busy and stressful and in some ways just mundane. Even though this season of Christmas is exciting and can be, don't you feel like the past few days have been just busy and mundane getting things done? Mary and Elizabeth, just like us, have been living their lives, their mundane, ordinary, run-of-the-mill lives. And then God busts in. And he starts doing something. God breaks into our own routines. The mundaneness of our lives. And here's what a Mary and Elizabeth want you to hear. God is paying attention even when your life doesn't feel like it's worthy to be paid attention to.
And here's what he's doing. Mary says this. For the mighty one has done great things for me. His mercy extends to those who fear him from generation to generation. He has performed mighty deeds with his arm. He has scattered those who are proud in their inmost thoughts. He has brought down rulers from their thrones, but has lifted up the humble. He has filled the hungry with good things, but sent the rich away empty. He has helped this servant Israel, remembering to be merciful. And if you're like me, you're saying this, wait a minute. Mary's talking about all of these things that God has done. God's done none of those things that Mary just said in Mary's life. I mean, the only thing that has happened in Mary's life up to this point is that she's pregnant. Bringing down rulers, that's a huge thing. Making the proud low and lifting the low high, that's a huge thing. Sending the way the rich empty, but lifting up those that have nothing, that's a huge thing. And the only thing that happens, has happened in Mary's life, is that there is this microscopic being in her womb. It's such a small thing. And not only that, if any of these big things are going to happen in Mary's life that she talks about, bringing down rulers, bringing down the proud, lifting up the lowly, filling the hungry with food, it seems to me the rich are still rich, the hungry are still hungry, the proud are still proud, the powerful are still in their place. And if that's not enough, if these things are going to happen, it's still 40 weeks until this baby's born. And another 33 years before we know the ending of the story. That's a long time. Mary, you're singing about big things that God is doing. But all there is is these small little things, and we're going to have to wait a long time for it. And in the meantime, we know what Mary's life, what's coming in her life. Just a few chapters later, when Jesus is a baby, she's told that a sword will pierce her soul. Mary will go on to lose her son, who's 12 years old. She'll lose her child for three days. I don't know if any of you parents have lost your child. We were at the airport. Kim and I were at the airport on our way to Uganda, and Eli was just a little toddler. And so as you do, you get distracted at the airport, and you're talking with the counter agent, trying to get all these bags that we're trying to take to Uganda. And then all of a sudden, we turn around, and we can't find Eli anywhere. We're supposed to be flying to Uganda, and we can't even keep track of our own kid in the airport in America until a lady comes walking through the front door. He'd walked outside, and somebody, a nice, good Samaritan brought him back in. Mary loses Jesus for three days. 
and then she'll despair completely for three more days in Jerusalem. As the God she now wildly celebrates seems to have, de seems to have deceived her when Jesus is arrested and falsely accused and beaten and publicly We probably all have the same experience as well. I'm sure you do. A mundane life. Mine often seems mundane. A pure soul. Some of us have a pure soul. Some of us are worried about a loved one. Some of us, the weight of life and stress, we feel it deeply. And some of us enter this Christmas season having lost someone. And maybe this is the first, or the fifth, or the tenth, maybe the 40th year you've celebrated Christmas without somebody. But there's also an experience that Mary wants to remind you of. And that is God is paying attention even when your life seems mundane. God is working in ways in your life, even though they may be microscopic and they may take a long time to come to fruition. Here's what Mary wants you to know. That God is working in your life through Jesus Christ to make the world right. One day, going to make it right. Until then, notice all those little microscopic ways that seem to take a long time. The ways he is moving and working. Mary experienced all these things and her brought so much joy that she had to tell somebody about it. Today, her joy is spilling over. And she runs from Galilee to our house to tell us, God has done this in me, and he is doing it in you as well. So now, will you sing with joy with Mary this Advent season as we stand?